The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, thieves, everybody out there, thanks for joining us on the Boston Podcast. And when you share the podcast, we feel the love. So hit that share button if you like this pod. You know what? Even if you don't, throw me a bone, people. Just, uh, you know, send it. Send it to someone you like. If you hate it, send it to an enemy. Maybe you'll exact the revenge that you deserve. Uh, that's how we build the the show. We broadcast here. We don't broadcast, actually. We record here at our Pod 617 studios in Westwood, Massachusetts. If you're interested in your own podcast, you could be the next big podcast star. Who knows, people, right? Maybe it should be you behind the microphone. These cozy little studios. Go to pod617.com. All the information is there as to how to reach us. Today, we're going to talk about the arts. Do you kids like the arts? I'm just um, reminded of the... Uh, now, Sue Sullivan is here with me. She's my guest. She is um, master of artweekma.org. She also has a long title. Do I need to read the whole thing, Sue? Well, my boss would like you to. All right. <laughs> Why not? I was only kidding. She is the chief strategic officer, uh, uh, the Art Week lead champion for the Box Center, and we're going to be talking about Art Week uh, Mass Spring 2020 festivals coming up in May, right? We're all yep. getting our arts on. It's only a few months away. Only a few months away. Are you getting nervous? Um... In a good way. In a, you've been traveling the state spreading the word about this thing, right? Yep. I've traveled this year over 2,000 miles. Oh, um, yikes. Already. So I'll probably do another 500 to 1,000 before the end of the year. And you have um, a limo that they, they, they truck you around in, right? No? Yeah. yeah. You, no, you're putting a lot of miles me, on the car. Me and my trusty Honda. Honda. Okay. <laughs> well, Honda, that's a good car. You could go, you could go, you know, a couple hundred thousand miles on that thing. I used to work for Lawyers Weekly, and there was one year where I decided I was going to visit 100 courthouses across Massachusetts and write about it, which I did. The minivan, which happened to be my car at the time, did not survive the year. It conked out the poor girl. She did her best. So so tell me about, uh, let's get right into it. Tell me about Art Week. It's a, it's, um, Art Week is the organization, and I guess you're, we're talking about the spring 2020 festival, but fill us in a little bit here. So Art Week actually launched as Art Week Boston in 2013 um, as a community initiative of the nonprofit Box Center, which most people would know it more as the steward of the Wang and the Schubert Theaters oh, right. in the theater district. Love so them as both, an, yeah. yeah, as a nonprofit, we um, had done a strategic plan. We're looking for ways to define ourselves beyond just the four walls of our historic theaters. Mm -hmm. And because we knew as a regional nonprofit, not everybody was gonna come and buy a ticket, not everybody was gonna perform on the stages, but that our mission was to be a civic and cultural champion. Mm -hmm. So um, we launched in 2013, inspired by the popularity of restaurant weeks, mm. um, but not so much by the business model of just a great meal for a discounted price. 
but inspired more by research by the National Endowment for the Arts that said people are looking to engage in arts, culture, and creativity in different ways. So rather than just go to a concert and be sort of passive or watch a play or go to an art exhibit, they wanted something interactive. Mm -hmm. They wanted learning-based, social-based, hands-on, behind-the-scenes, demos, kinds of things. And so that informed our Art Week twist so that we weren't just another calendar listing. Right. We also were inspired by two guiding principles to make art, culture, and creativity affordable and accessible to all. Um, irregardless of age, interest, geographic location, or socioeconomic standing. And that's where our presenting partner, um, Highland Street Foundation, came into the picture. Mm. You probably know them as the stewards of Free Fund Fridays in the summer. Oh, sure. So it really is trying to, uh, about the affordability and accessibility of, um, of the arts and creativity, which have become a huge part of our lives um, today. So we did it twice a year mm -hmm. um, until it grew and grew and grew. Um, and in 2017, we stepped away from the restaurant week model and said, uh, wow, we were in, we had 250 events throughout Eastern Massachusetts and we were still called Art Week Boston. So we made two Across decisions. Mass, right. So, and, and before, and sorry to interrupt, yep, no. but it's a podcast, I guess that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> Give us an example. We're talking concerts. We're talking, but you said interactive things as well. So give give me a couple of examples of the things we've seen during Art Week. So um, the range is incredible. Sure, you're going to get you know artists talkbacks um, at a theater, or you're going to get um, at an art exhibit opening. The artist will talk about their process, but you'll also get more unique experiences. Like one of the first years, we had a percussionist. Um, who actually partnered with, uh, I don't know if it's even there still, um, in Fainua Hall, the ice, the frost bar. Okay. And she right. made instruments out of ice Come and on. did a concert inside the ice bar. The ice bar, the place, it's, that's, the, now I know there's an ice, uh, is there more than one? Because there's frost. one, that, it's, it's near Faneuil Hall, yeah. maybe not exactly. Okay. Yeah. I, we're thinking of the so, same place. You go all, in and you, you wear go the, in, you wear Coats and the hats. Big, they and give you, you a big winter yeah, coats and yeah. everything is made of ice. And right. you drink out of a cup made of ice. And yeah, it, that is fun. And so right. so someone decided they were going to turn the, those into percussive So they made the That's instruments great. and they did this ice concert. So um, did, I, it, did it sound like uh, bing, bing, bing? Or I mean, I'm trying to think of what it was. It wouldn't sound like a typical drum. I guess it sounded more sort of like. Right. And it changes like a xylophone sound, sort of. right? Okay. Like by how big the ice piece was, or she had frozen um, in the shapes of different kinds of percussion instruments. So right. it was very sort of um, new age, very tech sign sounding. It was very creative, it was right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, this year, we already know we have a great event returning called the Malden Dance Mile. Okay. And uh, there's a, a woman who owns a dance studio. Last year, she recruited um, other owners of dance studios, uh, dance clubs, dance teachers. And for two hours on a Saturday, there were pop-up dance performances, dance lessons for a mile on a community bike and hike trail. Mm -hmm. So how fun is that? Instead of just walking along, you're going to see these pop-up performances and learn how to tap dance and ballet and um, Irish you're, step dancing. You're doing this hike and you take a break and there's a pop-up 
performance right. of some yep. sort. Yep. That's cool. It's kind of like the opposite of a parade. Like right. you're the ones walking along. Right. I right. like that. Absolutely. Yeah, get a little exercise yeah. along the way. I called up a an example of someone. This is not at in Boston, but it's someone um, playing the drums on ice. I'm going to see how this sounds. I'm just curious. Well, this is not them playing on the ice yet. This is them constructing the ice thing. I want to know. How, okay, here we go. This is what it sounds like. Or is it now? He's done. Hold on. Hold on. All right, he is hitting. Is that are those really made of, of ice? They We're looking be. at what looks like a, a drum set, and it it looks like a completely normal drum set. And so I just I'm just curious as to how it sounded. I don't know if I guess he was playing along this whole time. All right, maybe a bad example. Whatever. I'm just curious. We'll have to do a little more research. That's why we got to go to Art Week to figure. Out. So, those. so those are great. So you're so I enter. I took that was a big parenthesis. I took you away. So you were saying um, the the difference is this year. The difference is this year as as from last year. Oh, you, so, you, did, you, did too, you expanded it, so it's now it's it's Art Week Mass, not right. just Boston. So we were getting inquiries from Central and Western Mass how to get involved. Um, we knew as a small nonprofit program that we couldn't do it twice a year. I mean, we're right. you know it's thinly uh, staffed, so we went to once a year, um, and everybody said there's plenty going on in the fall. Do it in the spring. Okay, um, and so this, it's called. Spring Festival, but this is really Art Week, right? This is the this is the Art Week the, is now a yes happens the in okay. the spring, gotcha. um, every spring. So this will be our third year mm-hmm. going statewide. And if you remember, we started with twenty five events. Last year we had almost six hundred events wow. in one hundred and thirty communities across the state. Amazing. And are they? Is this all for the love of art? Is there? Do we buy a ticket to this, or do or we just? We're just made aware of these. Some performances, do, do, do we pay a ticket to, to watch? So or not it depends. Necessarily? Yeah. Um, we let all the events choose whether they're going to charge or be free. Um, mm-hmm. But consistently across the um, festival, 70% of all events have been free. Great. 90% have been $25 or under and free. And we allow people to charge up to $50 because mm-hmm. artists should have the, you know, be able to recoup cost if they want but it really 70 percent is a huge it's a great bargain of course yeah and i so i take it these these artists do it to to what that because they support the you know preservation of art and the celebration of art but also hey what if i'm thinking if i'm a local musician or i'm even i'm a local sculptor or whatever here's an opportunity it's, it's almost like they're getting free promotion for people to come see their thing right if they're listed on the art week docket yep and we're it's not just artists that are involved we're seeing churches and um parks outdoor parks Mm -hmm. being involved so it's lots of different kinds of organizations Mm -hmm. now getting involved and yeah, it's great to get the awareness, but it's also become, as more and more communities are participating in Art Week sort of community-wide. So like Franklin um, last year, I think, had 40 or 50 events. Um, wow. So it brings the community That's good because that's not that far from my home. So yeah. I'm making a mental note of that. Yeah. But there could be some. Now, it's 10 days. By the way, you're stretching the definition of a week, but it's okay. Well, <laughs> you want both weekends in there, I take it, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Although, actually, one third of all events happen Monday through Thursday. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. So what? Yeah, but a great excuse to get. I mean, 
listen, we're always looking for excuses to get out of the house, right? Yeah. I mean, why do you think these things pop up like the ice bar? You know, it's like right. somebody had an idea. Like, you know, we've everybody's gone to the same restaurants over and over again. How'd you like to go to a place where it's made of ice? Or these the escape room phenomenon. Yeah. Are you familiar right. with those? Yeah. Like why? It, it's a great idea. Why? You spend an hour trying to solve this mystery. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're just okay. But it's something to do. It's something to do. Now you got a whole week, right? Right, right. So org is the website. Now, if we go there now, which I suppose I could do, um, is it, uh, do we already know some of the events or this is all still in process? It's still in process. Okay. Our application event deadline is February 21st. Mm-hmm. And then every event will get its own web page and we do all kinds of calendars sorts and all the rest so the full calendar goes public april 1st okay so you have a month to plan where you're going to go um and this year in particular we're seeing regions sort of start to coordinate so rather than just individual event by individual event for instance the berkshires Mm -hmm. is planning um a, a big event a big open studio um event from great barrington up to williamstown Mm. And it's all going to be coordinated. Well, um, they should be leading the way. They love so, their arts there in the Berkshires. Yeah. You know, well, Tanglewoods, Tanglewoods right, and all that. Right, yeah, and of course, the Norman yeah. Rockwell sure. Museum and the Clark Art Museum. I mean, there's great culture out there. Cape Ann is another hot spot. Mm-hmm. So Rockport, Gloucester, um, lots going on up there. But also places you wouldn't um, normally maybe think of as being sort of creative hotbeds like Lynn. Lynn has the greatest lineup. One of the best hidden uh, discoveries from last year was there's a church in Lynn that has one of the largest collection of Tiffany windows in the world. Uh, okay, you, you, I could have bet uh, zillions of dollars and never got that one. I mean, I, mean, I would I not have bet on that. Who would have known? Tiffany, uh, what'd you say, Tiffany? Uh, Tiffany windows, windows, stained glass windows. Stained glass windows in Lynn, of and all places. Okay. And Lynn has really sort of rebranded itself. It's got tons of murals. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of towns now are sort of using arts, culture, and creativity. And I always say all three because Art Week is really more than just traditional arts. Um, mm-hmm. It could be street fairs. It could be it could be food too. A mm-hmm. lot of people, you know. We have an art of food program, but one of my favorite Art Week events that involved food was a small bakery in Alston that was run by two culinary trained chefs. And so they closed the bakery for a night during um, Art Week, and they did a dinner called um, Fork and Tune that was based on Purple Rain. Really? And it had, it was a a BYO communal table limited to 10 people. Mm -hmm. Um, Each uh, course was themed to one of the songs on the album, but everything had purple. It was (laughs) so, it was like one of the best meals I've ever had. I imagine there's food coloring involved. Otherwise, you're just, uh, you're serving lavender, you think. Um, Eggplant. There's, yeah. Squid. You'd be surprised at how much (laughs) purple purple food there is. Okay. Um, Purple carrots. Um, And I met people from all over. Uh, People who were visiting from Canada came. People Mm -hmm. from uh, New Hampshire drove down for the event. It was it was just one of those great experiences um, that actually happened. Art Week allowed uh, to create a foundation for something like that to happen. Mm hmm. 
So for the song "Let's Go Crazy," there was uh, there were hallucinogenic mushrooms. Yeah. Kidding? No, no, <laughs> no, no. Um, so once again, by the way, artweekma.org is where you go. So this is where you apply to become a host or a presenter, an act. Tell There's us. There's a couple yeah. things you can, you, a couple ways you can become involved. You can be an event host, right? Do something. Even the podcast studio, the art of podcasting, you know, as long as it's open to the public. Okay. Um, and there's a creative link, but of course, doing a podcast is creative. Well, you've got me thinking. As you can see, the studio is kind of cozy and small. So yes. I don't know if we open it up to the public, we're going right. to have Might to be a little. have strategy. <laughs> but maybe we'll partner with some, you know, hall, some yeah. event, some hotel or something, yeah. and we'll invite people in and and have them sample the art of podcasting. Right. You know, and, have them do a mini fact, podcast. Westwood is doing um, Art Week events, and okay. there's a lot of places around here that are doing it. So, so if you go to the website, you'll find you know FAQs. We have inspiration example sheets that bring out like by category or location, um, like ten examples of things that have happened in the past to get your creative juices flowing. Nice. Um, and it will talk you through about how to apply either for an event or becoming involved in one of our special programs like Art of Food. We have a lodging program now where people are putting together packages. Um, and Light Up the Night. So Light Up the Night is illumination. Mm -hmm. um, you, it started with the Peru Lights Up for us, and we love that, and the Zacum. But then as we started to expand, we found other places doing really interesting and creative um, sort of building illuminations or walks. They were um, doing an event where you built uh, uh, lanterns and then you'd walk across a bridge and set them out cool. at night. Yeah. Um, Harwich did a great uh, thing last year. They had recently had it. A renovated schoolhouse that you know was closed. It was a hundred years old. They built new places um, and converted it into artist community space um, and got involved with Art Week that way. But last year they had a local resident who does those wild uh, things during the holiday. You see yeah. them on TV. The you know lights the, and the music homeowners that go and, crazy with yeah. the Christmas lights yeah. coordinated yeah. with music. Right. Yeah. So he did for um, Art Week, he did a, a lit piano keyboard on mm. the front of the building. Cool. And then every night it was um, done in, it lit up in sync to different themes of music. And during Art Week, as an example, May the 4th be with you is celebrated on May 4th. So there was <laughs> oh, it's right in the middle. music. All right. Well, I can get behind that. I, I'm trying to think of if I had to do that, I, I'd be going down to you know, Walmart and picking up a thousand of those light bright toys, you know, and then, and then arranging them. So I, I don't know how I would get to, to coordinate, but, um, yes, well, we, we, you can just imagine the possibilities people. So did, so this artist you were describing put, he had a tribute to Luke and Darth Vader and, and going and on. People with could drive in, you know, with their car radios. Oh, and they I would see. hear it just like you would in oh. Christmas. And then they had, you know, one night was World War II songs and another night was, you know, classical music. So that, yeah, that that's always fun. I remember as a kid, this is, this is sort of related, but um, the local radio station, uh, WBCN, which, you know, long may it shall live, um, they had a, a, just a fireworks night, but what you did was you showed up 
and this was long before smartphones, but you showed up with your, your radio Walkman, right, right. and they played something and coordinated fireworks to yeah. it, including yeah. Purple Rain, by the way, which is yeah. a natural for that. Yeah. So cool, so cool. Tell me, before we talk more about, about Art Week, what, what, what do you dig the most? You, you're, you're clearly an, an, you're, you're an artsy for sure. Are you an artist yourself? Um, Not so much? I, I dabble. Okay. I, I write. Um, I well, pretend to sure. be a mixed media person, but okay. I'm not a perfect, that is not the way, um, I earn my living. Well, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But, but, the, but what, what, um, what's your favorite? Like out of all, of all the, the types of stuff going on in art week, are you more of a music person or? No, art, you know, art? I really, I'm a dabbler. Okay. I love a little, a little, bit, of little bit of everything. Yeah. I Me love too. music. I like food. I like, you know, I love Libraries do a ton of really cool programming these days. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's and I love the off the beaten path kinds of places. You mm-hmm. know, like going into um, actually Department of Conservation and Recreation just became a new partner for us, and they're looking at some of their sites mm-hmm. to do things around history, maybe iPhone photography while mm-hmm. you're going out. Um, mm-hmm. So I just love the variety of it all. I it's love cool, the surprise of it all because yeah. we won't know everything that Art Week is going to be until March. Yeah. Uh-huh. And isn't that what's great? I mean, we're I'm probably being Captain Obvious here, but I've always been a creative person myself. That's why I'm doing this podcast, this silly podcast thing. But um, to you said the element of surprise, and I think it's great. It really is the kind of that blank canvas thing. You're given a stage or you're given a hall or you're given a, a path through a park and, and you're told do whatever you want. You know, th- this will be a, a crude example. But as we're as we're recording this, it's the Monday after the Super Bowl. Now, did you happen to catch the, the halftime show of the Super Bowl? It's okay. I did. You did. OK, I, so I watched so, the commercials in halftime. Yeah, that was those were my <laughs> highlights, too, because I didn't care so much about the game either. But. So uh, Shakira and J-Lo were the two performers, but with, I mean, how many people do you think, if you counted them all that were on stage, had to have been at least 100, right? Oh, Maybe even definitely. 200. Probably. And it, towards the end they brought, and it was a medley of all their songs, but I, I, the choreography was, I thought was just brilliant. Yeah. I mean, yeah. did you like it? Did you think it was I good? did. Yeah, I, I mean, did. I mean, you know, you um, no matter how brilliant a halftime show you put on, there are going to be people who go, oh, it was stupid or whatever, or it was too, some people think it was objectifying of women. I'm not even going to open that can of worms. To me, it was just a great show. You've got, you know, 12 minutes or 14 minutes or however right. long they give them. And it's like, do it. And so they had, they had, um, it wasn't so much like pyrotechnics or anything that, oh, that, that was involved. But to me, what was so impressive was there were rapid costume changes mm-hmm. and, different casts of dancers coming on and coming off. And then they had the, these kids come on and sing kind of choir style. Right. And then JLo's daughter sings with her. Yeah. They, they kind of mashed up born in the USA and, and whatever JLo's song was, she was singing. And I thought it was so great. And then, you know, but you flash back maybe 10 years or whatever it was when Bruce Springsteen played. And what did he do? He had his band out there and he played, he mm-hmm. had a lot of little clever little, um, you know, Bruceisms in between and kind of almost like a little bit of comedy dashed in, but that was great too. And you can right. do either, right. you know, you can Absolutely. do either. Yeah. Again, crude example, but what the hell? Um, so once again, by the way, kids, artweekma.org is where you go if you want to be a host and tell me what you're looking for. Like, I mean, if, you know, if I'm just, uh, an acoustic guitar player or I'm just, uh, 
painter and I'm like, well, this is it. I just want to put my stuff up. But you need, you need what do you need? You need organization. You need right. Uh, you need to have a place, and right. you need to have you know. So we can create the website, and you know, we try to get every application to yes, so that it fits our criteria. So we'll coach people if it oh, needs cool. help and all the rest. But you know, the only way we don't think the only way to be involved with Heart Week is hosting an event, even if you are an artist. The other really important part is to go out and explore and support mm -hmm. all of the incredible creative assets that are across the state. And, you know, I guarantee that no matter what you're interested in, you'll find something that's intriguing. It would seem. Are there are there like if there's a, a band that plays or an artist that plays, I suppose they'll have takeaways. Are they allowed to put out little flyers so people can be like, if you want to come see me again? Oh, yeah. See, and some yeah. people charge for the concerts, but they'll do. Um, I think we have another one on the Cape that just added uh, audience sing along and meeting the, the band. Um, oh, cool. People, so you can find out really what does it take, yeah. you know, to get up there and perform and make a living at it and the history behind maybe the songs that you're choosing and the music. Um, so, yeah, so I think there really is something for everybody and, and something for little kids and families, but also uh, for uh, seniors. We've had a lot of events that are intergenerational hmm. um, kinds of things. Uh, Would this include film? You get movie theaters involved? We do not movie theaters. There are some film fest okay. that um, add special again talkbacks from directors or writers after a viewing of the film. Um, architecture. We have actually this year. I think I've already seen a um, mid-century modern architecture walk uh, and tour of houses in Marion. Mm -hmm. But one year we had an architecture firm downtown do invite people to come up to their conference room where they um, showed how they do VR architecture mm. buildings. So as wow. you're putting up buildings, you can actually sort of walk through it before oh. it's built. That blows my mind. Mine have, too. Have you tried that VR thing? Not, no, no. not a lot. I've done it like once. So yeah, on a whim, I bought the Oculus Go, which is the more basic of the VR um, devices that are out there on the market, but I got to tell you, it is a little bit mind blowing. It's the kind of thing where if you, if you put these goggles on and you, and you wear them for, you know, as much as 20 minutes, when you take them off, you kind of look around the room and say, Oh yeah, I forgot I'm in this regular <laughs> because it is that, um, immersive is the word they always use, but you can do everything from like on mine, I played a game where I'm, you throw snowballs at these rascally kids who are running through the neighborhood. Yeah. And, but you know, you can spin your head and look left and look right and you better because there's a kid throwing snowballs at you or they have things as simple of this is pretty genius in it, just in its simplicity. If you want to watch Netflix, you know, we all watch Netflix on our TV, obviously, but say you want to watch with a friend, you, you kind of arrange for a friend who's, you know, maybe the friends in California or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Hey, wouldn't that be, we're going to watch this season of breaking bad together or whatever. So when you put the goggles on, it imagines you in like this beautiful living room with this huge screen. Right. And yeah. then you look to your right and your friend is there. Now it's probably just an avatar of like a blue person or something, but, but nevertheless, <laughs> you can talk to the person say, Hey, wasn't that cool? You know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, so that, that we're just, I think we're just scratching the surface with this I VR stuff. And it's kind of cool to see that they use it for 
business because that that's a natural use of it. I mean, there there were more sort of serious uses of it, like you know, medicine to you know right. teach surgeons how to how to how yeah. to do what look appears to them to be a genuine um, operation when really it's just you know it's it's virtual, but. Very cool. Very cool. What else? What else do we need to know? What else haven't we covered, Sue? Again, it's Sue Sullivan. She's chief chief strategic officer, Art Week lead champion, Box Center. Is there something you mentioned? Box Centers is, is kind of in charge of. You said the Wilbur and sorry, which theater? Nope, the, the Wang, um, the Wang, the Wang and the sorry. Schubert theater. Wang and the Schubert. Is yeah. something going on at those theaters during Art Week in particular? Or is it just kind of their normal fare? Um, we we always have something going on, right. and I'm trying to think what's happening in May. I can only think what's happening this week. <laughs> I that's think okay. we have no, that's Bill okay. Golo and... Um, but your day job outside of Art Week is the Box Center, I take it. Yeah, yeah I actually... Okay. Art Week is a program of the Box Got Center, it. too. So I wear a lot of hats there, as right. many people in nonprofits do. Sure. So I always say you can think big thoughts and you can empty your own trash can. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, Again, artweekma.org. And don't forget, people, that the deadline, if you want to be one of these artists, uh, February 21st. So that's, that's but, the, so, and, right. and, and mark your calendar. And if you just want to go, April yep. 1st is when the calendar goes live. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, there'll be food and lodging specials. You'll be able to map out. I always say stick around your area for one weekend and take a trip. For the second weekend, because it's off season too, right? For many of the places around the state, so you're going to get no, not the same kind of crowds. You're going to get yep. some good deals. I mean, think of you know the Cape or the Berkshires or all those things that you really want to do. But you know, July and August are probably not the best time. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little crowded then. Yeah, um, but. But right, it's the spirit of Restaurant Week. It's that week you want to go out and hit a couple different restaurants right, and get good right. deals. But but this is even better. For ten days, you can go catch shows and performances and all kind, all kinds of art. People, come on, get out and support the arts. Well, yeah, for crying out loud, how many times do I have to say it? Well, uh, you know, research shows actually that arts are arts and creative. The creative economy is is really huge. The number mm-hmm. one skill that um, that CEOs look for. Um, or senior management is looking for is creativity. They right. want people who can be innovative, who can do problem solving. So it's that soft skill that we all have. Yep. Um, it's better for your health. I mean, there's a lot of data coming out about um, culture being good for you mm-hmm. um, to keep your mental uh, skills, to keep your physical. I mean, like you were talking about the halftime show. That was an incredible incredibly physical oh yeah um you know stamina so mm-hmm. um they they're i can't believe jayla's 50 she's 50 <laughs> oh my god i'm only two years older than her my goodness anyway sorry <laughs> um, so it's good for the economy um cultural tourism is rising um more and more globally so uh, there's so many reasons to support um and to explore uh, different places and different experiences during yeah. Art Week that are bigger than just, you know, support the arts now. And you mentioned that. I saw a recent report which said exactly what you said, is that more more employers will tell you that creativity is, is important. Think it, it's just common sense. If, if there's some sought-after job and the, the person is seeing, you know, a dozen people in a given day to interview for it, 
which one's going to stand out? The one that stands out, the one that's different. How do you make yourself different? Get creative. Right. You know, do something, right. do something that the average person doesn't, you know, come up with ideas that maybe are going to impress the person. Um, yeah, and I think some people have it, some don't, but, you know, exercise the your creative muscles, right? Absolutely. I'm always, I, I, I get, I shouldn't get annoyed, but I get annoyed by people who kind of err on the side of not being creative. I remember, being, this is a weird example. I remember being at summer camp once and my friend was saying, hey, there's this new counselor over there and he's really funny. I'm like, oh, he's, he's already got a nickname. I go, well, what's his nickname? The guy goes, well, he's, <laughs> it's a summer camp thing. His feet smell really bad. Oh, what's your nickname? Feet. That's what you nicknamed him? Feet? <laughs> Come on. The guy's got smelly feet. You got a hunt, you know, stinko, stink, but, you know, I mean, uh, smellorama. I don't know. Get creative. Uh, I, and for the, they just stuck with feet. I don't know. And that's, that's unusual because yeah. usually kids, younger, when you're younger, you're more, you know, less sort of careful about how creative you are. I think that's as you right. get older, you get a little more um, traditional. Yeah. My um, son, my son, when he was, you know, eight years old, used to have this little book he carried around. And he, I said, what's that? He's like, well, I write down my ideas in the static. That's great. Give me an example. He said, well, French fry sandwich. I said, okay. <laughs> said, Two slices of pizza. You put the French fries in between. You get the crusts. There's just French fry sandwich. I said, you know what? That's not bad. That's actually not. I would eat that. Right. That's right. He said, uh, pausable radio. He know, of course, he's a a child of this electronic generation. He noticed that you can pause the TV at home, but when you're in the car listening to the radio, you should be able to pause. I'm sure that's coming soon. Hi, everybody. I'm Chami DePerel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you. Whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional, you should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships. Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride podcast. The hilarious show known as Shawshanked. And the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com in pod. We trust. Sue, thanks so much for joining us. If you, if you have a few more minutes, we're going to stick around and play good stuff where we recommend something. And, of course, what do we recommend? Things of the arts, right? Do you have, do you have a few more minutes, Sue, to I do. play this game I with do. us? All right, let's do it. Oh, that's the good stuff. B-52s, they were artists. Maybe still are. I don't know if they're still around, but yeah. very creative band. They dressed very creatively. Okay. Uh, so Sue, Sue's going to do one and I'm going to do one. Sue's got a book. I've got a movie because she's um, full of substance and I'm superficial. No, I'm just kidding. A lot of good things going on in cinema. But um, Sue, you were telling me about this book and this and this artist that um, you, re- you heard this artist speak or? No. No, so- okay. Uh- Go ahead, tell me. I met a few uh, days ago as part of my Art Week meetings. Um, I went to a bookstore in Dedham Center called the Blue Bunny. Which and I've never heard of, which is uh, it's, like it's right around the corner from so here. so right? charming. Oh, got to check um, it out. You okay. have to go. They have like a coffee juice bar kind of thing. It's cozy. 
it's very community oriented. During my meeting there, everybody knew everybody's name. It's like the bookstore version of Cheers. Um, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> uh, so, I'm sorry, say it again. Yeah. Blue. The Blue Bunny Bookstore. The Blue Bunny Bookstore. In All right, Jetta. cool. Um, and it is owned by two twin brothers who are co-CEOs of a firm in Boston called Fable Vision, mm. which is very cool. You should check that out, too. Um, one of the brothers, Peter Reynolds, is the author, is a New York Times uh, bestselling author and illustrator. And I was introduced to the book, The Dot. The Dot, okay. The Dot. Mm -hmm. So um, even though I think young readers probably know The Dot and parents of young readers know it, mm -hmm. um, it's also a great book for uh, adults too. Mm. And it's so classic and so um, well-regarded that I also learned that around September they have – International Dot Day. Really? Where everybody celebrates the dot um, for this book. So it becomes like a Mecca. So mm -hmm. check it out. That's that's cool. So I'm reading from his website. For anyone, this is just on the subject of the book called The Dot. For anyone who's been afraid to express themselves from a child in art class to an adult whose fear has shut down a long held dream. Oh, this is good. Peter Reynolds' book, The Dot. Is there to remind you, make your mark and see where it takes you. We've lost count of how many editions the dot has and the number of translations into foreign languages seems to change every few months. Suffice it to say, it's made its mark around the world, continues to do so. And so, um, and the dot sequel is called Ish. You were telling me about that yeah, as well, Sue. Yeah. And is also a wonderful film. See? Oh, this is a good transition because I'm going to talk about a movie. But anyway, uh, and yeah, you mentioned uh, the Blue Bunny yeah. bookstore, which is seems to be uh, one and the same with Mocha Java. So like you say, you can yeah. get yourself a coffee and yeah. go browse the books and stuff. Yeah. Oh, what a cool looking place. It is, is that right in, um, it's, right do we call it Dedham Center? High uh, Street there. On High Street, yep. okay. Right across from the, the cinema, actually. Yeah, the old, the um, right, the, right, the old art house cinema whose yeah. name I'm forgetting. Then you know what they used yeah. to have in there? I think it's gone, but they had the bad, the Museum of Bad Art. Oh, does that yeah, ring a bell? Yes, I don't think it's. Right. I don't think, I don't it's, think there it's there anymore. There. Yeah, but man, that was funny. Yeah. It was. It was. It was. It, uh, it was just what it sounds like. It was. It was. Um, uh, examples of art that had started out with fine intentions, but then something terribly went went terribly awry. And I don't know if the authors were sort of the, the artists were sort of in on this joke, but there was some bad stuff in there. <laughs> laughably bad. Laughably bad. Which in a way is good. Like you're so bad, you're good. You know. Um, Okay, well, I am going to talk about this movie. That, now, have you seen this movie, 1917, yet, Sue? No, I haven't. No, you haven't? Nope. Okay, well, I won't spoil anything, but I will play part of the trailer of this film, 1917. In your own time, gentlemen. Must be something big if the channel's here. You have a brother in the 2nd Battalion? Yes, sir. They're walking into a trap. Your orders are to deliver a message calling off tomorrow morning's attack. If you fail... It will be a massacre. We've got orders to cross here. That is the German front line. If we're not clever about this, no one will get to your brother. I will. It's the story of these two friends that are sent on the specific mission that was just described. They are told that they need to cover this amount of ground on foot, you know, in a certain amount of time and get orders to this uh, captain or colonel. I guess it's a colonel 
and tell him to call off this attack because he's walking into an ambush. And so, um, but what's amazing, so it's a war film, right? But it's kind of not because it's really just the story of these two dudes. And the other thing that is unclear from the trailer is it's basically one shot. Like it's it's basically, and I I think you know what I mean by that. You know, in other words, the the there's no break in the the in what the the, the cameraman must have been and like a triathlete or something because as well as these guys, it basically follows these guys. Now there might be some trickery involved, and there are at least probably one or two times during the movie where there appeared to be a break or a fade to black or something like that. But for the most part, it's and that's one of the things that makes it so gripping. And as you can imagine, n- not everything goes as planned. Right. They're, they're told it's going to be a uh, they will not meet resistance on this trip. They're chosen just because they're fast and durable, whatever they are. Um, there aren't too many stars in it. There are a couple of stars that kind of make cameos at the end. Um, I'm not the first one to rave about this movie yet. It, it's it's gotten terrific reviews, and I think it's up for Oscars and whatnot. But 1917. Do oh, wow. do you like a war movie? Now and again, not too much war movies, but yep. I love historical sort of fiction yeah. kinds of things because right. I feel like I'm learning something, but it's still also in a context of being really relevant and intimate and about people. Right? I'm with, yeah, I'm with you. Whenever there's um, a, a movie based on a true story, I, I inevitably want to go back and read more yeah. because the movie is often, you know, some movies like. Uh, to pick a silly one, Titanic is now, of course, the characters in Titanic were fictional. But other than that, every detail about the ship sinking was made to be true to life, which was, uh, you know, uh, quite an achievement. And going back and reading it, reading about the Titanic sinking, it was it it did seem as much as we can tell from all the accounts, you know, the people that survived the Titanic and all that. But so, yeah, and I don't know. I still don't know a lot about World War One. It seems like just because where we sit in history, World War II is so much more right. familiar. You yep. know, you still see yep. the veterans telling the stories. And yep. so this, yeah, this gives you a little taste of it. And I kept catching myself going, oh, well, they didn't even have like motorized vehicles back then. And then a, a, and then a truck pulls up and I'm like, oh, wait, I guess they did. You know, and I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I guess Not it, that it, long ago. <laughs> well, right. I don't think the car was common like on roads in the U.S. in 1917. I don't think. I think that came more in the, well, whatever. I'm not Henry Ford here, people. Sorry. Go look it up yourselves. I'm not going to do all the work for you. So once again, Sue Sullivan, you're uh, an awesome sport, and thanks for being here. And you've got me thinking about Art Week. And you know what? If if you just – I'll make a deal with you. Shoot me uh, emails and pester me and remind me as as Art Week approaches and when people can go on the website. I will mention it on this show. So Absolutely. our listeners continue. because, continue And I'm going to see if we can get involved because the art of podcasting is – this is a new form of art. And um, absolutely, yeah. it's a, a huge growing way for communications. Um, yes. so it's a, uh, a great uh, way to, yeah, and just a great way to celebrate, you know, the culture that we have and remind ourselves that not everything is about, you know, politics and the sad things in life. Like, that there's there's ways to make ourselves and make others happy through art that is absolutely just limitless to express yourselves, to do something different, to, um, you know, just enjoy it alone, enjoy it with your uh, friends or family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great 10 days. It truly has become one of my, um, I look forward to these 10 days every year now. May 1st through the 10th, happening all across Massachusetts. And again, sometime around April 1st, we think, the, yes. the schedule will be yep. posted. If yep. you want to host, 
go to the website. It's artweekma.org. Also, if you want to get in touch with Sue Sullivan, you can find all the info there to send her a message. Is that right? Is that yeah. fair to say? Yep. Well, you'll, you'll figure it out, people. You're smart. You listen to my podcast. <laughs> and so thank you for listening to the Boston Podcast. Hope you had a little bit of fun. Learned a few things about the arts. We're wicked cultured here on the Boston Podcast, so I hope you enjoyed all of that. Artweekma.org. Finally, have I said the website enough time? I'm trying to be a good doobie. You know, you're a non-private. You're on. (laughs) (laughs) So get your arts on, people. Thanks for being here, Sue. I hope you had fun. Thanks. Great time. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Go to pod617.com if you're interested in your own podcast. My thanks go out to our friends at Adori for hosting our podcast. If you like podcasts, you want a few extra bells and whistles, go to the App Store, download the Adori app. That's A-D-O-R-I. Your podcast will come to life. Trust me. Check it out. On behalf of Sue Selvin and Art Week Mass, my name is Dave. I'm just an arty guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody. You must be the other guy. I said, I'm